Okay, welcome to our Amuna, Amuna series, yeah? I'm just gonna stand this up, it works better that way for some reason. Okay, yeah. So we're standing Erev Yom Tif in Uman, Erev Rosh Hashanah, the new year's coming, it's an exciting time. And all of us have the opportunity right now today to tap in to a very big light that's being prepared for us by Rabbi Nachman ben Fager, Rabbi Nachman ben Simcha. All of us have, thank God, chosen to be in Uman. And all the people listening online have chosen to tune in because they want to be in Uman. It kind of doesn't always work. You know, me personally, you know, I've been, Baruch Hashem, keeping Torah with mitzvahs for over 17, sorry, 20 years, minus the three years I've been in Uman, including this year. So we have this opportunity to tap in now to this special light. And like it always says in many good, good people and good places, never too late. You know, this is literally the last moment of the year, the last morning, heading towards the last, please God, the last afternoon or the last mincha. And people hopefully have said whatever prayers they say, the slichot or whatever slichas or whatever they call it, whatever their custom is or their ability. And everyone's at a point where now we're like getting rid of a lot of as Rav Oresh spoke, we're going to talk about it, the third mill, that we have to clean ourselves off. And it's something which Rabbi Nachman is giving us the tools to do so, as we all know. Through Espodidus, through the one hour of, of prayer, and to face ourselves, and to do vidui, to confess all the things <coughs> that take away our purity and, <coughs> excuse me, and inner connection. So being that today is a bit of a balagan, like in many ways, that's always the way, but just before there's a big light coming down at 12 o'clock, please God, in, in Uman and in Yushalayim, Erech Kodesh, and in Eretz Kodesh, and in the whole world, please God, there's going to be a, a Tikkun Klali Olami. Everyone's going to say the Tikkun Klali, this special Gilui from Rabbi Nachman, the 10 Psalms of prayer that Rabbi Nachman was able to call out all of the Tehillim, the Sefer Tehillim, the, Sefer, the Book of Psalms of David Melech, of David the King, and he was able to bring out this tremendous awe, Tikkun, Tikkun Shalem. Like, you know, I, you know, I remember back in the day, uh, even the president of America mentioned the Tikkun Olam. You know, it's a big concept nowadays that everybody in every circle talks about Tikkun Olam. Um, but Tikkun Olami, the Tikkun Klali, is a whole panemious experience of the power of prayer, the power of connection to Hashem, to Anishama, and the power of connection to the Eitzah of a Sadiq, Emes, of a true Sadiq. And that, that is like a, a whole different level of understanding which you know, not everybody is aware of in the world still and hopefully these kind of large events will build that awareness. We had the concert last night at Shiners and we saw you know, the power of music to portray to the world that, that they have a Kesha to Rav Nachman. Every single musician sang about Rav Nachman, if you noticed. Yeah? So that was big chizik. You see like music is coming alive with the light of the Sadiq. But there's also the, the power of, of our prayer service, our tefillahs, even though we prayed a lot today and there's a lot in the Siddur, but we shouldn't get bogged down by all the words and all the things we have to say, even though we should try and obviously do the best we can. We should also try and remember the panemius, the point of it, the connection, the moment of, of connection. I was, I was in London and I was trying to just help people just understand that that removal of distractions, removal of all these phones and just having that moment, I'm, I'm personally looking forward to it with my whole heart 
to actually be for two days without any phone, sometimes it's three days. People hate the three, oh, you know, I need to have a shower, I need this, I need that. I mean, some say you can have a shower, whatever. But the point is with the phones, of getting free of all the phones and the internet, it's such like a happy day. Like for Moshe Weinberger, a, a person who's influenced me a lot, he like always said that this, like to his seaboard, to his kahila, to all his different speeches, got thousands of them in English online in H. Kodish and, and, and YU and all the other places he does and hopefully we're going to do an event together with him we're still waiting for that sponsor to help bring him to the 17th of November with Chazak and our Muna tour, Muna's our future we'd like to join together with him but what, what was the Nakuda that he said? he said that he loves the three day Yom so this year's two days, okay not so, not so bad, like two days you can deal with it you know, you're cut off from the wall, but really you should enjoy that experience of just having intimate moment with God, an intimate moment with your soul, with your friends, your family, with your loved ones. You know, people who are in Uma and the loved ones aren't here. So we have to give a big toda to Mantra Hashem, but that he, he was Mazaka us to be in Uman. But also we have to give a big toda to Hashem to give us people that allow us to be here, you know, in all different ways. My wife, my children, you know, um, even my parents in a funny way because, you know, they're not saying, you know, you have to be here helping me or whatever or have a suitor with me, like all the different things or the job or the whatever it is that allowed you to be here. Everyone should really come away with a lot of thanks. We got through another year. Wow, I made another year. I'm at the end of the year. That meant I was given life till this point. And please God, till Rosh Hashanah and for the new year. And it's an amazing thing, that appreciation. That should bring us a lot of joy. And when we're saying the Psalms of David and Melech, that's giving us power to tap into that energy of life, of, of feeling of, of true life. And that's what, you know, the, the power of David Melech, he went through everything in life. He was, he was the, you know, we always used to say, they used to say to me as well back in the day, like with the different cool like scenarios of, you know, the, um, please God, I'm trying to do tshuva on all my life before, but, you know, like with the more club scene or whatever it was I was involved in, you know, like, and uh, there's always the full guy, you know, all the companies I worked for in yeshivas and there was the full guy. And it happened to be, I happened to be the full guy. But really being the full guy was a plus. And I feel like, you know, we don't compare ourselves, but David Melech very much was a full guy in, in many situations where his son rebelled against him and, you know, the king tried to kill him and it was, he was always the full guy, yeah. Rabbi Nachman, for sure, everyone was pursuing him. Rabbi Nossin. So, what's the story? Like, thank God I haven't got the pursuing that these people, the Siddiquim had, but just the, the idea of being the full guy, being the person that doesn't always work out, or, or by you being very real and straight in your situation and saying the truth, then someone has to go. So, you're the guy, but everyone else benefits because now you've exposed there's something not right in this place. You know, I'm sure you've all had that with institutes and jobs and. You, you know, everyone's had that situation and it can be a little bit unstable for my wife, for example, to be married to someone like that, who's the full guy. But in a way, what it does is it allows room for Hashem's presence to come in with the Shreya Saleh it creates. Like we blow the shofar. What's the shofar? The shofar is truer. It's a big, big, loud blast, straight blast of clarity. And we spoke about this in the Emunah's Our Future class that posted today. This idea of clarity for the new year and during the 10 days of repentance, this big blast of clarity comes with the Chua, the Shofar, the soul's waking up, and comes now the Shvarim and Takiya, yeah? Uh, sorry, the Takiya, then the, the sorry, re-explain. Re there's the Takiya, which is the blast of clarity, then there's the Shvarim and Chua, and then there's a the Takiya, thank you, yeah? So we have to correct ourselves, yeah? So this idea of this big Takiya of clarity is then breaking down into Shvarim. Shvarim is brokenness, yeah? 
It's a powerful concept that really is a lot going on with that brokenness. It has to be, there's some feeling of brokenness and that enables us when we break, we, our heart breaks, our soul breaks, yeah? That, oh, that enables us to tap into that light, yeah? All of us, every one of us. So what we're gonna do, we're just gonna carry on one moment. Yeah, thank you for your help. See, a mensch. Fix this. So that enables us, like just now my thing broke, and that's good also. Shalom. Lechem shalom. Now we really hope that uh, Jonathan Belaish is going to come, but if he doesn't, part of life, you know, he's, we're coming from the other side of Uman, whatever that means, and we have to allow people to have moments of um, struggle to get somewhere. It's cool. We're not, yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to hold it against him. So, uh, this is good. Yeah, we're good. Let's go. Okay. So, we're just going joining part two. This might be in a few parts because we're waiting for Jonathan Belayash to come. Um, hopefully, he'll be here as a student of the Rav. And we want to hear from the Rav, please, God. And, you know, we want Zoka the Thursday night share hear from the Rav, he wasn't feeling well, even though he was able to, Baruch Hashem, make a blessing on all the mezuzahs of the shul. And, and this new shul is, in Uman is a very big thing that he explained, and Rabbi Elgar explained in English, that we have the power, you know, over Yom Tov we talked about it, we have the power of, of um, what we call, having a shul in Uman should mean that there shouldn't be people on the streets. Prayer should be done in a place fitting for prayer. It's a, it's a base Mikdash Maha, it's a little temple and Hashem's allowing Rav Oresh to be a shliach to give a lot of space. There's four floors here. The fourth floor is going to be a big shul upstairs eventually once, you know, time, uh, the reality allows it. But there's also the third floor and the second floor and there's going to be different, you know, Swadi, Ashkenazi, all the different Nusafs will have a place. And then there'll be the bottom floor for learning, for Sudo, and there's a mikvah all the way down at the bottom. It gives much more cover to Rabbi Nachman. As you say, it's only for one week or the visitors throughout the year. Okay, but this is Rabbi Arash's das. He wanted the shul. And you say, well, what about Yushalayim? We need to build Yushalayim also. Yeah, this shul will come to Yushalayim when Shia comes. But until then, so, so we have the opportunity, like even now, we're saying Kaddish is davening downstairs, but we have the ability to come back to that idea of Shvira that when we have a broken heart, that, that was in part one, now in part two, so this broken heart that we're holding in, this gives us the key, like the Shreya Saleh, being the full guy, being the person that has to expose the truth in your personal situation in your life, even in yourself, like everyone has to have that voice of truth amongst all the other voices, you know, I want to be a success, or I want to be famous, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to, you know, I want this food, I want that money, I want all the tithers, all the things pulling us away, distracting us, comes the Shreya, breaks it all down and hopefully all that comes out is that still voice of that final takia or takia kadola even better that big loud blast there is a true which is like an even more intense version of the shvira but then the goal is that we should come to that after the shofar's blowing we should come to that complete picture of tikkun olam of tikkun shlemus of tikkun klali of completion that's why there's 10 psalms yeah there's 10 psalms there's 10 beautiful passages of david melech it gives us that connection to this concept of ten, the ten commandments, the ten spherots. There's there's a completion. 
and we're involved constantly in those levels of completion throughout the davening on Rosh Hashanah. We have all the different aspects with the with the three um, central parts of the Shemona Esrei. There's the Shofras and, and sorry, we start off as a Chonus. Yes, Zechonus, no, Malchus, Malchus, Zechonus, Shofus. So we have those three parts. Each one has 10 psalms, 10 beautiful psalms. Yeah, Bok Hashem. So in, in each of those 10 psalms, there's, there's a very deep concept of Malchus, of Hashem's kingship, and there's the idea of crowning Hashem, accepting Hashem in your life, as Gedalia Fenstaway says. Accept Hashem in your life, not your running things. You know, we used to say back in the day, running things, you know, like, you know, that was the boys. That was a, no, I'm not running to anything. Like, God is running everything, yeah? That's the most biggest foundational point of the whole therapeutic world and the 12 steps. And like, anyone who's got clarity now and healthiness and well-being understand that there has to be a bigger power that's helping them deal with all these addictions and struggles and emotional pain and all the things that this shvarim and the trua, this intense moment, the way the internet is, everything's so intense. Or even here in Uman, it's just like, ah! because what's going on underneath is the neshamas connect, finding in a, in a deep way is underneath all that balagan is is connecting into Hashem and that's that's the whole idea around the Sadiq is this whole like clipper this cloud of as it says in the Kutumaron where Nachman brings down this this cloud around like the brain has this fog and then inside the brain is this source of clarity the source of light this Kodesh Kadoshim, this place of truth of panemius and same too with the heart Rahman boy Hashem wants the heart he wants our heart so no, we're just gonna chill a second. So, because you know, you can get very intense with all the light when you're in Oman. And you have to like, allow yourself to just like, you know, wait a minute, I'm into feeling now. I'm hearing the shofar blowing. I'm gonna connect in and I'm gonna have an experience. And as Ravorish said, that the real ticket now is actually today, according to Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman says that Erev Rosh Hashanah, and this is all shame of Shalom Arush, Arush, yesterday he spoke about it, she did, should be well. And, and please God, you know, he's having a refuah because the interesting part of his story was, just before we get into the, what he said, that he was able to speak, it was a whole miracle in itself, because a week ago he couldn't speak. And people were worried that Chas something serious had happened, so he went to Rabdabed HaKhazer, and the Sadiq Rabdabed HaKhazer, the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, said that it's nothing to worry about, but his speech will come back once he gets to Umar and Barabain, by Rosh Hashanah. And it did. I watched it. He went and gave a shir in the cloys, Chazak, it was like full energy. You have a shir here, Shalas Sudo, Chazak. Please God, over Yonta is going to give two shirim, Min Chamarev, in the shul. Rebel God's going to translate, we're going to have an English translation. The person just came in before who's involved with all the videos in Chushachas, the Breast of Israel. He said that it did not my fear at all the way the translation was done. It was very clear and, and quick, and it didn't bother any of the Israelis, and it was like uh, the Ivrit speaking people, the, the Russian Kurdish speaking people. But it, what it did do was it, it, it allowed a voice to, like, you know, like, sort of go together with the translation and it was very nice with English people the French people as well also helps with them because they understand English most of them and this power of, of hearing from the Sadiq of on, on Yom Tov through the Sadiq of Rabosh into the Sadiq Emes you know Rav Nachman and all the way through all the Siddiqui you know Emes all the way back to the you know to the Shimba Yochai to Moshe Rabbeinu and our Kabbalah Torah that we're getting every time we, the chauffeur is like experience of Kabbalah Satorah. We're receiving a new Torah, fresh. We, we, we lost the Torah seemingly when we did the Vodazora. In the summer, we had the Gilazav, and God forbid, you know, we don't want to mention it now at such a special time, but the main point is that when that was that breaking, that shattering of the Luchas, that shattering, the breaking of the heart of the Jewish people, the breaking of the temples, the two temples previous. Now we're coming up to this third temple. We're getting ready for the, 
the third base of English. We're getting ready for the Binyan Shalom. For all of us to have our own Shlemus, our hearts should be Shalom. Hashem will be Mashlim, everything that we're missing. All the things we're missing are just giving us opportunities to pray more, to connect more to Hashem, to really yearn more for this final Ge'ula. Like how much of that right now are the wives of all the men who are here yearning for their husbands to come back? They have good Shalom Bayer, Be'ez Hashem. They want their husband back so much at their home. And even the kids, like sometimes kids say, you know, oh, I can't wait for you to go away because then I can have fun. But after a little bit of fun, you know, they got away with a bit more, less strict tatty around, suddenly they're like, no, I want tatty back. You know, especially who's going to make kiddish, who's going to summon him. I want my father back. So that's giving us a, a moshul for the nimshul of our connection with Hashem. That we have to really yearn for Hashem. This is a very powerful concept in, in Brestle Torah. So to come back to what Rorosh said on Shal Tzidur, and he's going to hopefully continue this concept over the Yomtiv, and this prepares us for Tishrei, to how make Tishrei sweet. It is one of the most beautiful concepts he said was that Rabbi Nachman himself is the simonim. The, the simanim that we, we dip the apple in the honey and the challah in the honey and everything in the honey and you have all these simanim, all these beautiful fruits and the concept of the simanim, Rabbi Nachman was kala all of them in his sweetness, in his eitzes, in sweetening the dinim, sweetening the judgments, bringing down a lot of rachmim through the tikkun klali, we we're going to say today, through the eitzes of espolulus, of cleaning ourselves off, we don't have anything blocking us, we talk to Shem, we talk it out, we're real with ourselves, we face ourselves and we come clean to Rosh Hashanah. This idea, this sweetness that we can taste, this is the honey that we have. Some have the minag all the way to Shanarava. We're tapping into this sweetness of the of uh, of Tishrei, of Rabbi Nachman, the Siddiquim, Siddiqa Emes, is a sweetness. The Vash is Gamachi Avarachman, merciful father. That's what we want. We want our merciful father. The world is a hard place, seemingly. Yeah? It's 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 not true. It looks really tough, you know. Politically, it's fine. Let them pray. It looks really tough, yeah? Like, if you look at the politics, you look at the way the world is, you look financially, everyone's talking, ah, oh, you know, is it going to be another crash, God forbid, financially is going to be wars, this, that, everyone, everything seems pretty laboured, you know, like you look at the, the politicians who are running things, they're like wild, wild guys, yeah, and even the opposition are wild, like everything's like gone a bit, you know, wow, unstable. So what are you going to do with that seemingly instability? Obviously there is stability, what is it? Once again, tapping into this true reality of the Ten, ten Commandments or the Ten Psalms of Rabbi Nachman's Megale, tapping into these Ten Pesukim of Malchias, of Kingship, of, of Zichonus, how Hashem remembers everything, and of Shofras, and how Hashem brings this clarity, Ten Verses of Torah, that brings this clarity of what the power of, of waking up the soul, that's the Shofar, of revealing Hashem's presence in this world and then bringing this new light of life into the world so we can be here next year please God or even better we can bring the shul to Yushalayim and have be having this year in Yushalayim with thousands of Jews all come back yeah all back to Hashem not just sitting and watching on a phone or on a screen but actually Ponim the Ponim, as Ramosha Weinberg used to say on me, we should be Zoka to be in Jerusalem, Yushalayim. Oresh Pakashem has a beautiful shul. There's loads of shuls, there's loads of places to fill up in Yushalayim, loads. And please God, they'll bring all the other ones there as well. And then there'll be the base of Mingush. There'll be a whole different Yushalayim. We have to vision this, this, this future world that's coming. Amuna is our future. Just like we have this tour, we're trying to go take this tour and bring that light of Amuna to North America, Central America, please God, and the Rav should be well, should be Chodesh Cheshvan, it'll be a time of Avram, Vina's light, the Or Avram, he was the one who was successful in the uh, careers of Rosh Hashanah, he was the one who was able to sacrifice his son, the Kedish Yitzchak, yeah? he was able to, uh, to pray for his son and, and give everything up to Hashem, 
and to bring down a beautiful soul that would be Acid. He'd be a soul of the future, the, the laughter of the future. That's Yitzchak. Yitzchak is Schok. So that's laughter. And if you notice her voice, she laughs a lot. There's a simple, there's a certain joy. That's what Hashem wants us to be joyous. Even at a time of more judgment, He's saying, no, go, go eat nice fatty food, drink, drink, eat with honey, it should be sweet. Hashem wants us to enjoy the Yom Tov. And Rabbi Rosh was saying it really is not so hard now. In Uvan and Uman, you can actually sleep if you want. You can actually have good food. It's not like back in the day. People tell me you used to sleep in tents around here. You remember that? Anyone here remembers that? My friend told me about it. Yeah, I mean, I've got friends who were here then, 20 years ago, whatever. And it was tense, it was rough, they had no food, like, they would all get sick, like crazy sick. But, and they'd still come back the next year, like, you know, we're coming here and they're like laughing, watching us. Someone, I saw a guy from Russia, he was like, I can just go up to this wall, you know, the Starbucks thing, and just take another coffee, take another tea. We never had that in Russia, there was no like wool, you know, endless drink, sugar, milk. It, it just didn't, didn't go that way over there. I mean, we're in Ukraine, it's not far from there. I'm sure it wasn't better here 20 or 30 years ago. So the idea is this, this shepherd. So what one point we'll just end off with, since Jonathan doesn't seem to be coming, we'll end off with another point that my, my personal Rebbe, the Tolna Rebbe said. Tolna Rebbe is a Rebbe in Yushalayim, very special Rebbe. And I asked Rebbe Orish, I spoke about this already, this idea of Simcha and Amun. My Rebbe is very into Simcha. Yeah, Ravorish is very obviously emphasis on Amuna, but recently he's been just talking about Simcha, Simcha again and again. And I asked him on the plane last Amuna tour, I said, like, is there a like, difference? Like, is Simcha a different way of serving Hashem and Amuna a different way? He said, that one thing. That was Ravorish's Mishnah. He said, it's one thing. Amuna and Simcha is the same thing. Simcha and Amuna and clarity. And so, where, where do you get the Simcha and Amuna? It comes from that clarity. That's why I spoke about <coughs> in our class this week that went up. This idea of clarity, of das, that's really what clarity is, das. That's the das, like Rabbi Nachman always says, da, no, no, it takes you up to see this, this high place. This place of clarification, of clarity, this brings simcha. Leiv simcha, leiv sholem, this idea of clarity, this yashras of the shofar works out. After the breaking and then coming straight in it out, clarifying everything in your life. That's the idea of pshat, what does it mean when someone gives you a pshat in the Gemara? They're clarifying, spreading out, clarifying everything. So we should be Zohar, please God. You know, we're right by Baruch Hashem, by, um, by Rabbi Nachman's Kever. We're right here. You know, like it's his Sion, let's call it. It's even better. It's a better name. It's Sion. We're right here. And there's no, apparently there's a Sod, Rabbi Shalom said, there's no Indian, Rosham Roshan, to go to the Sion on Rosh Hashanah. No Indian. No. You're in Uman. That's the, the Indian. The, the panemius of the day of the going to the Sion is, is Erev Rosh That's when we try to see the Sion or go in the Sion in whatever way we can do it. But on Rosh Hashanah itself, just to be an Uman. That's the Masora from the Talmudim of, of Rabbi Nachman, of Rabbi Nossan, and Rabbi Benda, and then all the way you know, to Ravosh and all the way to us now sitting here in you know, 2020, five, almost in 5780, you know, to Eish and it's a year of, of redemption, a year of panasa. It's a year that's fabulous. Someone made a joke. Another rabbi in America has trouble parking. Year of parking. Teishanas parking. You, know, you can make lots of funny jokes, but the point is, if it's the 10 years we're in now, there's an opportunity of a redemptive vibe. Like we, we can tap into that. All of us have our own personal redemption and, and as a nation. So I bless everyone. You know, in the schools of Rav Sholem, we're sitting in a shul and all the people who've donated and partnered 
there's got our Munator, all the people that donate and partner, and all the people that come. The, the, the experience of a shir, the more people come, like you two guys, you get all the merit. I don't care if people know, it wasn't a hundred people here, that's fine, yeah? It's all about the panemius of the experience, seriously. You know, and remember, thank God we do have an online world that is watching and is interested and does follow up on these classes and we appreciate it. And it can be shared and it can grow. But the main power to end off Rosh Hashanah, the shofar is li literally not blowing today physically, but spiritually it's beginning. And this loud, large voice of the soul, the neshama of our people and getting ready for Tishrei and what we're going to head towards with Yom Kippur and Sukkot and all the simcha of the month and all the joy and all the all the clarifications, the das, the clarity, to know what life's about, know your mission, know who you are, to do your mission, to be yourself, to be confident with who you are, to have shalom and to, 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 be, to be joyous, to, to appreciate all the gifts Hashem's giving us by being here and taking it back to our families. Please God, wherever we live, personally I live in Yushalayim, what a gift to live in Yushalayim. The place of Yira and Shalem, that was the climax of the Akedah. The Yira that Avram Avinu had of Yitzhak, of, of that, what he went through, the awesomeness and the Shalem. That he was in a place where it happened of Shalem, a place of peace. And this is the, the complication, please, the, the completion of, of all this work we've done during Elul and this previous year to bring us to this new year. Should be blessed, please God, to enjoy life, to have simcha, to have the sweetness of, of honey in, in, in our homes and with our relationships and in everything we're doing. To have, it should be sweet and pure. It should, it should give joy to Hashem and it should give joy to our family and our loved ones. It should give joy to the world. We should redeem the world, please God. It should be a tikkun klali. The whole world should come to tikkun olami and we should dance, please God. All of us, Mashiach, Sukainu, and Hayrabi, Amen.